Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. They look like an eight seed, right? Like it took about two months but they finally looked like an eight seed. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I think the Miami Heat, Olden Polonies, finally looked like an eight seed last night. And maybe the Denver Nuggets were able to carve their path one inch closer to an NBA title. A 109-94 victory for Denver in Game 3 in Miami, now up 2-1 in the series. But it was a game where Denver, in the second half, put the heat at arm's length, kept them there for the final 24 minutes, and now Denver is two games away from winning the Larry O'Brien trophy. Not that the Heat are out of it, but I do think last night, Olden, Miami looked like they were an eight seed. Um, hmm. <laughs> they look like a tenth seed. Oh, there we go. Play-in <laughs> tournament. They, they are. Who is That's it? what they look like. The Pelicans thunder in that area. Yeah, because um, what I really noticed was, because stars tend to play. You know, Butler's going to get you know his 20-25. Adebayo's going to get his. 
Jokic and Murray today. Thanks. But I always like to look at the supporting cast. Yep. And when Miami is at its best, it's when those guys are playing good. That's the bottom line. When a Duncan Robinson comes in and knocks down shots, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, all those guys, Caleb Martin. What I'm noticing is this. The lights, the first game, the lights got to the heat. Second game, they balanced it out. They relaxed. They won. When they got home, I think they started believing the hype. It's not so much about yeah. energy. I think it's, you know, guys are wearing each other's T-shirts. Um, you know, they're getting all the love from the Miami fans. First playoffs in Miami in nine years, you know, with the – um, yeah, the, with the bubble. The bubble, yeah, minus count. the bubble. Yep. So all those things started to play. You know, everybody's wearing their whites. We're in Miami. We're having a good time. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. Magic Johnson's just saying, Dwayne Wade, they got caught up in the hype and believing some of that hype. And I think that's what really bothered them. That's what caused the loss. I, I, there's a lot to talk about the Nuggets, and we're going we're gonna to get to them in a second because they are up 2-1 in the series. But I also felt that last night was the night they needed Tyler Hero. And maybe there are times in the Boston series when they did, but uh, for all intents and purposes, when you eliminate Milwaukee in five games, when he's hurt in game one, you're able to survive against Boston and win a key game seven. Uh, maybe you could be like, okay, we can navigate this. Duncan Robinson had his game two. I mean, you, you wouldn't – to see what Duncan Robinson did for Miami in the second half of the game on Sunday, you didn't miss Tyler Hero then. But with everything that you said, and Caleb Martin's been under the weather as well, I don't want to give him a total excuse, <laughs> but he was a big part of that Boston series. He was a huge part of the, of that game seven win. And if that's not there, and if Duncan Robinson isn't playing out of his mind – that's what you do need Tyler Hero. Like they missed Tyler Hero last night because Butler and Bam did combine for 50 points, but there was no one else to really, really pick up the slack and be that third guy, kind of like Christian Brown was for Denver last night. Well, yeah, and I agree to a certain extent. They did, you know, of course they need Tyler Hero. He's going to get them, you know, his 18 to 20 points. And so, but at the same time, you know, you got to look at it this way. Denver players aren't playing well. Michael Porter Jr. is playing like yeah, keep it clean. donkeys behind right now. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible what he's doing. The only thing that's saving him and keeping him on the floor to a certain extent is the fact that he's actually trying a little bit on defense. But Denver themselves, they're not really playing great basketball, you know, the way I know they can and the way they know they can. So they've kind of been getting by. And so I just believe that Murray and, and, and Jokic were just too much for the Heat last night, more it, than anything else. But they, could, but they could get by because Miami played like an eight seed. And they actually yeah. I know, were, were a seven seed, but they lost to the Hawks and then won and ended up being an eight seed in the bracket. But that's that's what they played like. Of that's, course. Yeah. Guys are playing over their heads. And we have to always go back. We made it a positive for them. And we also have to look at it for a certain extent, the fact that they have all these undrafted guys there is a reason you are undrafted so whatever it is bad gms bad scouting your bad performance in combines whatever it is there's always going to be a reason but there's a you know there's a certain reason why you're undrafted not a first round pick and so with that being said sometimes you know like we always say the cream rises to the top it does you know, we we expect these guys to be these great players because they had a great series against the Celtics, 
They were playing above their heads. Gabe Vincent was shooting lights out. That's not what he did on a regular basis. Remember, Miami still had one of the worst offensive outputs of the whole NBA. And so all of a sudden during the playoffs, they picked it up. Like I said, everybody was playing above what they normally do. Water finds its level. Um, Nikola Jokic has been playing. (laughs) um, (laughs) His level is now 30, 20, and 10. Insane. Um, How insane is that? Because I I am really glad that you're sitting next to me today because there has been a topic of conversation throughout this Nuggets run of late when I've been sitting in this chair, and I think you're the perfect guy to talk about it. I feel that there's this rush for Jokic, and last night would be no exception, to fast-track him amongst the all-time greats. But I have I have a very difficult time looking at Jokic in the three-year window and comparing it, and I, I use Patrick Ewing as the example a lot. I There's no way that I can say that Jokic, no matter how great these past 36 months or whatever have been for him, I can't put him past Patrick Ewing when you're talking about great all-time centers. Yet there are people who will take last night's performance and say, look, 30, 20, and 10, no one's done it before. Jokic on his way. We're going to have him in the top 15, top 10 all-time conversation. You see Jokic do that. I mentioned the name Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, guys that you played against. Heck, your career mirrored Patrick Ewing's. All those guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where does Jokic fit in with all those? Uh, my first game was against Kareem. Okay, my third or fourth game was against Ewing, and so on. And then a week later, I had Olajuwon. So I've—I mean, I've had a career that spanned some of the greatest Hall of Famers. You know, Robinson and I were in the same draft class. So with that being said, I agree with you. And I know people are going to get crazy. And this is from the guy who's a Jokic fanatic. I, I claim that. I just love how he plays the game of basketball. And so, but I still, you know, there's some trepidation with, with trying to put him in the top 10, top 15, only because he's still playing. And you're right. I don't think he's bad Patrick Ewing overall. Like Patrick Ewing, once his career was over and what he was doing with the Knicks, Will Jokic be one of the tops ever? Most likely. But that depends on how many more championships he wins because he still doesn't have one yet. But I think he probably will get one. Whereas Patrick doesn't have one. But statistically, I mean, he's nowhere close to these guys. And that's what I'm looking at. He's had a nice run right now in the last three, four years. But Come on, let's not get carried away. And unfortunately, that's the problem we have in this society. We, we, you know, it's a microwave society. Everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I'm not gonna just go out there and start saying, "Oh, he's the greatest. He's better than Wills. He's better than Kareem." No way, no how. But he is a hell of a player, and I love watching him play. What would what would annoy you the most about guarding him? Um, his passing, uh, his shooting range. His mind just, what would be the, all of the above? Oh, you're fine with it? (laughs) Because I was defensive minded and I came from an era of toughness, an era where you stick your chin in there, it gets hit, you get back up. So I'd be saying to my teammates, yo, same way I did with Shaquille, I got him. 
You guys yeah. defend everybody else. I, there's no need for a double team because that's his strength. If he scores on me down low, he scores on me. There's two points. I'm not tripping. And that's why I keep I keep wondering this. Why you guys always want to give up threes instead of twos? I'll let you get the bucket down low because we would have had a game plan. And we were involved in our game plans when I was playing because I would talk to the coach, hey, I can guard this guy. I'll send him this way, you know, because no one sends him baseline. And I don't, I don't like giving away a lot of scouting reports on Jokic because if they tend to use it or whatever, it's like I don't get the credit for it. But it's like, <laughs> you know, unless somebody wants to put me on staff. But, but I'm sending him baseline. No one's doing that. Everybody's letting them get middle, which is the strength of most big guys. So you look at Jokic at what he's done. Could Is the reason last night's 32-20-10 game there because of today's NBA? Like, does, does Olajuwon doesn't do that against Shaq in the 95 NBA Finals. Because it's uh, Olajuwon and Shaq. Yeah, yeah, that's, they're that's gonna what I buffer, mean. They're going to bump each other off. That's the whole thing. You're go- I, it's like when somebody says, oh, this guy here's a bad NBA player. Compared to LeBron, yes. With those, <laughs> with those numbers that we see on the screen, I can't believe on a night where the Nuggets are two, days, or two games away from winning an NBA title – and Jokic has a historic night. I'm going to bring the dark cloud the next day. But it's what I I, I just want to <laughs> I want to get this in perspective because I feel that everything that you're going to read over these next couple of days and leading up to Game Four, and if they continue to win, is to tell us how great Jokic is because that's what we had in the playoffs when Embiid gets ousted and Jokic is putting up the numbers that he, he's had, but now we're going to start placing him in history. And in, in, in Olden, it's what we're going to do in the entire offseason, so why not get a start on it now? <laughs> Does 30, 20, and 10 happen? I don't think it happens 20 years ago. I, it I, doesn't happen 20 years ago, 30 years ago, because these guys were so much better, and that's what people got to understand. It's like we used to always say, you know, if we played against our lady of the poor we gonna like we gonna beat them by a thousand points it's along those lines no disrespect to bam out of bio but yes i have to go at him he's not a shaquille o'neal he's not a kareem abdul jabbar he's not a, an akim olajuwon he's not david robinson he's none of these guys so when we were all playing or when these greats were playing rather there was a way because i was good you were good so it's like i get 30 you get 30 we offset and so you're not getting 30, 20, and 10. Now you can because the way the, the style of play is. I'm watching these guys. Murray getting the triple-double. Come on. He's still in the game with 30 seconds to go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey, Come on. He should have been sitting. But they went and got it, and then everybody cleared out the way and let him go get the last rebound. That's absurd. I used to knock my teammates out if they tried to get my rebounds. So to me, no, I'm not buying it. Again, I love Jokic, and I love what he's doing. And kudos to him for going at these guys because sure. he knows he's better than them. Absolutely. Why not? Go get you 30, 20, and 10, or 40, 30. I don't care. If they're not willing to put the work in and play tough and everything like that, yes, he's going to keep dominating every last one of them. This is what Olajuwon did against Shaq. In that four-game series, and I, yeah, he didn't do thirty, twenty, and ten. He did do thirty-one, six, and seven, 
34, 11, and 2, 31, 14, and 7, and then in the clincher, which was a sweep, th- uh, 35, 15, and 6. It's a that, good game. That, and and that, that's close to what we see with Jokic. Does it get to those round numbers that we like that we've never seen before, but isn't that line more impressive than maybe what Jokic did against an undersized Bam at a bio. It's very night. impressive what Akeem did. And you got to remember also, I think five of those passes went to Kenny Smith and he missed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Taking a shot at Kenny Smith. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so to me, you know, the th- we got on Jokic um, after game two because he didn't have a lot of assists. He made the plays. Yeah, you know, he yeah. made the passes. Guys were knocking shots in, and so to me, those are the things. That's why I say sometimes the assist thing is a skewed uh, statistic because if I'm making the right play, I give you an open opportunity, you miss. That's not on me anymore. And so it's 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 amazing when I watch it because we're gonna look at all these numbers and say. You know, he's great or he's one of the greatest right now because we're in the now. We tend to forget what guys did in the past. And Akeem Olajuwon, we said his name a couple of times now, he doesn't get mentioned a lot in conversations of big. No, but I, w- I will say this. Like, I think Olajuwon's two titles, I think the way that he played and his game was different than Ewing's in a way where I think because of Jokic's emergence – as the star that he is, we appreciate Akeem's game a, a little bit more than maybe we did in the past. I think we lessen some of the other ones. And and that's why I bring up Ewing as the example. Because I also don't think, and my argument old in the past couple of weeks is Jokic hasn't had to carry the city of New York on his shoulders Ooh. for a you know a, a decade plus. No. And 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 there is there is something to that. The game is different. But when we see the numbers from Jokic, I'm not trying to rain on the Jokic parade. I'm trying to put it in, into perspective so we don't get all crazy in talking about where Nikola Jokic is in the game's history. Seeing something on the screen right now, he's the be- is he the best player in the world right now? Well, he's you know one of you know 30 players that are actually still playing right now. But yeah, like that that really helps. You become a prisoner of the moment. But when you see 30, 20, and 10, and no one's ever done it before. We needed your perspective from the era that you you played and the centers that ended up playing, and we needed that to really take a look. And then when you take a look at what Olajuwon did, say against a Shaquille O'Neal in that 1995 NBA Finals, or what he did against Patrick Ewing and never scoring less than 21 points, and you know having 30 points and 10 rebounds and 20, 10 and seven, 25, 10 and seven, and a Game Seven win against the Knicks 30 years ago, it just you need to put Jokic in the in the in the proper perspective, and I'm afraid that this runaway train after last night's 30, 20, and 10 game was about to be you know flying down the tracks. Can I put it? I I would have to put it in this perspective. You know, we always do the if if if. Okay, I'll give you a if. If Jokic was to play against Akeem Olajuwon, I'm mean, not Akeem, um, Shaquille O'Neal, I believe Shaquille would follow him out in the first half. Really. I believe Shaquille O'Neal, because of his size and strength and what he, he possessed, would foul him out in the first half. Because Jokic tends to foul, but nobody takes advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Adebayo gets a couple every now and then, but he, he wants to rely on the jump shot more than anything else. So Jokic is okay with that. If you make it, fine. It's a two-pointer. 
So he's not tripping, and that's what I'm saying. No one goes at him defensively. They did in game two, and then he got really frustrated. And no one talks about that. Again, coming from a guy who loves Joker. I love him. I love watching him play. And I think he's going to bring back the big man to a certain extent. Because they're going to have to find people that can defend him. Yeah. And if you can't, then the Denver Nuggets are going to be running through this damn league for a couple of years. He's Older Polynesia. I'm Dan Byer. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Adam Silver is at it again. Welcome in. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Olden still furious that he passed up on Bill Russell and our greatest of all time uh. NBA centers. Did you think Jason took him when he said yes. bowl instead of Bill? Yeah, was that the uh, was he that threw the me off. I, thought I think that's said, what happened. Yeah, and and he said his name prior, and so it just I just knew he was gone. I was gonna take Bill Russell in our draft, which by the way, if you missed, you can always check it out at foxsportsradio.com. Click on podcast and find the Doug Gottlieb show. It'll be available after the show. I was going to, but I wanted to keep it to guys that I remembered watching. So that's why you got. Ewing and Olajuwon, and I was tempted to put Shaq at two. I really was. It was Shaq or Akeem Olajuwon. I went the route of Olajuwon. Uh, rounds three and four, they can get on the podcast at JS Ramos zero six on Twitter. Uh, that's John Ramos's podcast. He'll join us in about twenty minutes. Uh, we will all have questions for Olden Polonies in a brand new segment. We are revealing. It's called Olden Days. Comes up in twenty three minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. But earlier today on FSR. On the Dan Patrick Show, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver weighed in on a variety of topics, and you know one of those topics was Memphis Grizzlies guard John Morant. <laughs> because at this, prior to the start of the NBA Finals, Adam Silver said that they have an idea of the punishment uh, after additional findings in their investigation into the actions of the Grizzlies guard, but they did not want to release any punishment because they did not want it to overshadow the NBA Finals. So since then, we've had uh, Chris Paul being released, uh, a rumor that Kyrie wants LeBron James in Dallas. Zion Williamson's got a private life like no other. Like, this is this is what we've gotten, <laughs> and there's only three games into the NBA Finals. So I'm sorry there are NBA stories that are going to overshadow Nuggets and Heat. But we focus on John Morant, and if you missed it this morning, this was Adam Silver talking with Dan Patrick about the disappointment in John ja Morant, after the latest video surfaced this offseason of him holding a gun or a toy gun in a video that was streamed online. When we heard from you after what happened with Jaw this second time around, it's almost like there was disappointment, like you were let down by John ja Morant. Is that a fair assessment? It, it is. I, and, and Joe DeMars, who now runs basketball operations to the league, and I talked a lot about it because we were both in the meeting with him. Um, the head of the Players Association, Tamika Tremalio, was in the meeting with us. And just honestly, my sense was he was very sincere in how contrite he was, in how serious he was taking the issue. Again, now talking about the first incident where there's no fact in dispute. He was holding a gun you know, inebriated in a club, waving it, live streaming it. So the, no, that's the, that's the, the first go round. And I, I know Ja a bit. I, I had known him. I, he's a star in our league. And the sense was he came in, he fully owned it, was saying I made a terrible mistake. I learned from the mistake. And so then to get the report and then to see online that in fact he was then live streaming a gun certainly looks like a gun, a Glock, you know, in, in a kind of reckless manner. Sure. You know, I was incredibly disappointed. Um, 
he should be disappointed, but I don't think that he's uh, escapes any blame here, Olden. My issue from the get-go when this all went down in March was it just felt like the NBA wanted to get John Morant back on the court in time for the playoffs as soon as they could. There was only an eight-game suspension given to John Morant for for what appeared uh, on social media at that strip club. They set up an interview with ESPN that same day after the meeting, uh, an interview again where there were no hard questions. And it, it, it feels like it feels like now Adam Silver is trying to say John Morant pulled one over on us, but I feel that the NBA was just as complicit in allowing John Morant to have this leeway because of how easily they handled the situation a couple months ago. Oh, definitely. I totally agree with you because you're right. You know, you flash a gun at the strip club. And this is after a meeting, a team meeting with one of your leaders or, you know, veterans, you know, Stephen Adams, and talking about, you know, you guys need to relax, stay in your rooms, don't be going out so much, don't act reckless. Okay, fine, we get it. Then we get this, the Memphis Grizzlies, and they did the great job of jumping in front of that bus. Okay, we're going to suspend you, you know, rather than wait for the league. Okay, fine. Then all of a sudden we get the, and this is the thing I, I don't like, I don't want to hear about your mental health issues after you've been caught. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's disrespectful to people that are seriously going through mental stuff. And John Moran could be having some mental problems. But at the same time, don't use that as the reason why or as the excuse, rather. And so to me, you know, own it. You did that, supposedly. You had the meeting. And you're right. All of a sudden, you're on camera. No hard questions, like you said. And so to me, yeah, they were complicit. So now everybody's trying to save face. John Morant's trying to save face. It was a toy gun. Adam Silver trying to save face. Hey, you know, I thought he learned his lesson. Well, how's he going to learn a lesson when you're, like you said, trying to get him back to play? Because my cash cow at that moment, he's one of the guys. Yeah. Look at his shoes. Nike didn't do anything. And then they released his shoes. Sell out in minutes. So I'm getting tired of hearing all these people talk about they are concerned about this stuff. It's kind of like what we talked about off air, like with the PGA and the Lyft tour, that whole thing. Ain't nobody really caring about no damn, you know, human rights. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I don't want miss me with all of that. So the NBA and Adam Silver, everybody miss me. until you give him the punishment that is deserved, 30, 40, 50 games. I don't want to hear it no more. We'll get to that punishment in a sec, but here was more of uh, the commissioner talking with DP about a possible punishment. What would be a big suspension? I, I'm not going to get into precise number of games, but um, I, I will only say in response to people who say eight wasn't enough the first time around, it felt like a pretty severe punishment at the time. And an eight game uh, suspension, of course, without pay. Um, and so. I, I will say, you know, I, and, and I said this before, in terms of impacting his behavior with 12 games have made a difference the first time, 15 games, I really don't know. I also, the older I get, I, I realize that I can't control other people and that he has to own his own conduct. And regardless of the number of games he had been suspended for first time around, he owns this, not me. 
and he has to take responsibility for it. And part of this, you know, it's it's fine for somebody to come in and take response, responsibility for their action, and I'll even give him the benefit of the doubt that he was sincere. He's now made this mistake again. And I think one of the things we even talked about then is nobody's naive in the league office, certainly not Joe Dumars, been at this a long time, was, you know, we'll see You're, as you go back out into the world how you choose to comport yourself. And, and so now here we are again. There are two things with that. Number one, it is not the job of Adam Silver or Joe Dumars to determine whether John Morant is sincere or not. It is their job to enforce the punishment that they feel is appropriate. And because they were suckered in and feeling that he was sincere, led them to a suspension that was eight games. And I completely disagree with Adam Silver when he says that I don't know if 12 games or 15 games would have made a difference. The reason why I think you see John Morant playing around on social media again with a gun or a toy gun is because he only got eight games. He didn't learn anything from it. If you suspend him for 15 games or you suspend him for the rest of the regular season or the rest of whatever was left in the season, including the playoffs, there is a message sent. The message that was sent with the eight games, Olden, was that, you know what? We believe you. Go ahead and do your thing. Ball out in the playoffs. We'll see you in mid-April. Like that was the that was the message. So I completely disagree that the number of games that John Morant uh, was suspended for didn't wouldn't have mattered because I think it absolutely did. When we found out that it was just you know the eight game suspension, like it left a lot of us scratching our heads. Man, listen. And what I was disappointed in is at the end of his statement. Well, we suspended him eight games without pay. Like, that makes a difference to these guys. John Moran's contract is $33 million. Divided by 82 games, it's $3.2 million. Okay? I mean, 400000 times the eight, $3.2 million. So, you think $3 million is really going to mess with him? And he's got the Nike deal and whatever else he has out there? The, the money's not the issue with these guys. It's the time away. I would have made it certain that he felt it by not playing a certain number of games. Playoff games, whatever it is, I don't care. You're sitting. That's how they're going to respect it because the money will never be the issue for these guys. They don't no. care about that. Yeah, 400 grand a game seems like a lot on paper. But For as me said, it is. Yeah. That $3 million, that's more than I made my first <laughs> seven years in the league. <laughs> and that's what John Morant lost in the, uh, in, in the eight-game suspension as a whole. But you're right. So you look at the future su- suspension now, and it, it has to be significantly more. One of the things that's been brought up is that it will definitely be more than 18 games because that will then prevent John Morant under the new CBA from getting any all-NBA honors. So you would not be eligible for any of those things, which do have contract things tied into it, so that would be a hindrance. But if it is 18 games, if that was the number, would that be enough for you? I say 25. I say 25. If it is 18, that's what it is. I'm not in. You and know. I've heard 30, and I've heard half the season being thrown yeah, around. I don't think it's anything. The more, more than the that. better, because this, to me, what makes it worse is not the first one. The second one is what makes it worse because you, and I've never seen anybody go to rehab for a day. 
So yeah, I had a big problem with I've that. I've never yep. seen anybody go to rehab for one day. And that was another issue that I had. But the fact that you sat with this man and said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm contrite. I learned my lesson. And then you're back on. Your season is over. You think you can just act a fool again. And now they're trying to flip it around saying, oh, it's a toy gun. There's no such thing as a toy gun. We saw a young man get shot down with a toy gun. Okay? And you as a grown man should not be waving toy guns around. So don't miss me with that bull. Because I we know it's not a toy gun. Okay? You're trying to save face right now. And that's what's making me more angry than anything is the fact that they're trying to – They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, it it doesn't make any difference. Even if it was a toy gun, it still shows that John Morant is mocking uh, what punishment. Yeah, mocking everybody, mocking the punishment, mocking Adam Silver, mocking Joe Dumars, the Grizzlies. How can Joe Dumars lock up Michael Jordan, but they can't figure out a way to keep John Morant in check? <laughs> that's uh, that's one for another day. He's Olden Polonese. I'm Dan Beyer. Uh, the John Morant saga, I do believe, will be settled at some point between the NBA Finals and the NBA Draft. And if the Finals go a while, it's not going to be uh, too long or too soon after the Finals that we'll get that punishment. I think the NBA is ready to rule, and I think – just like they were in March and ready to move on. They want to get past this. They want to have Victor Wembenyama grab his Spurs cap and go play in Summer League <laughs> and then have us worry about uh, what's going to happen in free agency and trades this offseason. This will be released soon after the finals end and before the NBA draft so the NBA can move on from it. You know the Guaranteed. N- you know the NBA is a 24-7 psycho soap opera, right? Yeah. I, yes, Always. Year-round. There's always something going on within the NBA. Yes. So this is nothing new. Every year we have something. Whether it's LeBron controlling narratives, whether it's John Morant, whether it's Wembenyama, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be a cycle. What? Of so of of all all my turned children. What, what, would, <laughs> would that be Zion's uh, soap opera? All my children Ooh. or all my ladies? Days of our lives. <laughs> Days of our hoes. <laughs> I, yeah, young and the restless. I think is perfect for yes. Zion Williamson right now. He's Olden Polonies. I'm Dan Byer. Olden. Our guiding light here today on Fox Sports Radio. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Hit Olden up on Twitter at OldenPolonies1. That's the number one. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Was there another Olden Polonies? Yes. Really? Yes. This fool had my name. And I couldn't get my own name, so I had to add a one to it. <laughs> I just thought you were bragging. Like, I'm number one. No. I'm number one. You were a first-round pick in our center's he draft. He just took my one. What a jerk. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio he's the NBA vet Olden Polonese I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up that's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook joining us on the line our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider that you can find on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina Mark Medina joins us here on Fox Sports Radio how was your Thursday going so far Mark. 
Well, Dan, so far, today is the highlight right now with talking to you guys. All right. So. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. And that's at 327 Eastern time. So there are very few hours left in, you know, in the in the day on the East Coast. So this is really good. We may have wrapped up June 8th for Mark Medina. The Nuggets wrapped up game three last night with great performances by Nikola Jokic, but also from Jamal Murray. And Christian Brown had his successful evening. Who were you most impressed with last night with the Nuggets in their Game 3 win? Well, I'm most impressed with Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. I'm not surprised that they performed those kind of feats because we've seen them perform pretty consistently you know, throughout these playoffs. But I think because of the history that they made with being those first teammates in NBA history to post triple-double performances with at least 30 in the same game, I think it brought to light just the importance of what those two players have represented as a duo. Like, I don't think I'm speaking in hyperbolic terms at all. It's pretty matter-of-fact that they've been the best duo in the playoffs this season when you compare other guys. I mean, there might be more talented guys when you look at Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, but they've been hurt. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're great, but, you know, they eventually ran out of gas. The chemistry with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown wasn't always up to snuff. You know, Joel Embiid, James Harden underperformed. So when you look at Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, not only have they reached a much further stage, but their dynamic has been pretty consistent with really knowing how to tap into each other's skill sets without stepping on each other's toes. Hey, Mark Olden here. Um, I want to ask you about the comment that Jimmy Butler made um, about the lack of energy. And I know you've covered you know the league forever. Yeah. Um, have you ever, <laughs> in your years, ever seen anything like that or heard anything like that? A guy actually admit it? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, this brought to mind Julius Randle in the second round of the playoffs, ironically enough, against the Miami Heat, saying that, you know, maybe maybe they wanted it more. I mean, that's really odd to hear those kind of comments during the playoffs, let alone the finals. You know, Michael Malone, after game two, when Miami beat the, them, he was calling out the players' effort. Um, look, like, they know more than themselves, and they're their own toughest critic. For, as an NBA fan and just an observer, I didn't look at yesterday's game game of the Heat, like, not having enough energy or competing. I, I just think that it was one of those things where the Nuggets' depth is clearly, uh, you know, head and shoulders above Miami, and you can only do so much. But look, um, Miami has gotten to its, uh, gotten this far because they've over, you know, exceeded expectations. They played above their potential. So if there is that other level that they think is lacking all the more power to them. But at least from what I saw game three, it really had more to do with how dominant Jokic and Murray are and just how much depth that they have offensively as a team versus anything that Miami did or didn't do. Mark Medina joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Holden Polonese. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Olden and I were talking about it. I said I thought the Heat actually looked like an eight seed. Olden said he thought they looked like a ten seed last night. <laughs> I also I also felt that they missed Tyler Hero last night. Um, where where are we with his return? Because I 
I don't foresee a scenario where you could just throw Tyler Hero in in a game six if it goes that far and everything's A-OK. Like, does he have to come back Friday to have any use in this series uh, whatsoever? What are your thoughts on Hero status? Yeah, well, from what Eric Spolster said, that he's been cleared for certain work with individual drills, but not team full contact. So I think that, you know, they'll certainly welcome his presence back, but as far as the expectations go, it doesn't seem like there's a window yet for him to return for Game 4. They technically have time, but even if he does return, it's not going to be a plus in play situation because of the fact that he's been out for almost the entire playoffs. I mean, his hand injury was in the first round against Milwaukee. And so while, you know, heat culture is a real thing and they keep their guys, uh, you know, in game shape and because of the nature of his injury, he can do some conditioning work. As Olden can attest, like nothing replaces the actual game itself. So if he returns, no doubt a net positive. He's another shooter on the floor. He's another role player that can offset some of the workload from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But I think, you know, what you're getting from him it would be in very limited spurts as opposed to, hey, let's plug and play and let him unleash uh, and save us here. So uh, if the Heat are going to come back from this series, it's not going to be because of Tyler Hero. Maybe he's an added bonus, mm-hmm. but it's really going to be about Jimmy out of, uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo playing at their best, guys like Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin hitting their shots and then hoping that there are some off nights from Denver, which uh, might be easier said than done because they just have so much depth. And, you know, it's funny, Mark, you said that because that's what I was saying. I just think that the Denver Nuggets are way better than the Heat. You know, I think, and we agree with the fact that they've been playing over their heads quite a bit. So whether Tyler Hero comes in or not, to me, I don't think makes much of a difference. But I got to ask you this question. What is wrong, in your opinion, with uh, Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, He has kind of reverted back to kind of his old habits of the the young learning curve of when your shots aren't falling, struggling to find a way to still have an impact on the game. And it's, it's puzzling because that was a rite of passage of growth this season of not only being healthy, but being, you know, that complete player that they envision. Now, in fairness to the Nuggets, they've been able to get by because of their depth. And, you know, it's not like their success necessarily hinges on him hitting shots or having an imprint on the game. But it goes without saying, he's got to hit open shots. And because of his potential, he's got to do more. There's going to be a game where, you know, as great as Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are, that, you know, maybe they don't have a triple-double that night. Maybe it's just a double-double. And a role player, whether it's Aaron Gore, and and Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Bruce Brown, maybe they're not having their best game. The Nuggets, by design, is all about, obviously, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray doing what they can do, but having a composite character, if you will, or a group of players that can supplement that. And Michael Porter Jr.'s got to be in that mix. Maybe it doesn't fall on him entirely. They have that luxury, but you have to anticipate that some of those role players aren't going to have that consistency because they're role players. So far, it's been fine, but that is something that could wind up catching them, at least in a game. He's our NBA insider, Mark Medina. Find him on Twitter at MarkG underscore Medina. 
covering the NBA Finals and so much more. Last one before you go. What do you think happens with Chris Paul in Phoenix? Chris Haynes says going to be waived. Um, does he go back to Phoenix on a lesser salary? Do you think a trade does get worked out between now and, and June 28th? What do you think about Chris Paul's situation in Phoenix? Yeah, I think there's so many what ifs. He's going to, you know, prolong his career. You know, Chris Paul before the postseason began made it clear to me that he's not looking to retire. You know, obviously health's part of that, but you know, I think even if it's the worst case scenario of taking, you know, a reduced deal, reduced role, Chris Paul is willing to do that because he wants to win that championship and he wants to keep playing because he loves the game. What that means as far as you know what team is at I think it's really any scenario I could see that Phoenix re-sign him at a, a friendlier contract I could see them trying to negotiate sign-in trades but I think when you're looking at some of these possibilities the Lakers for example I know that philosophically it would just seem like it would be a stretch for them to get him because they've had concerns about giving up lack of depth before in previous trades leading to the trade deadline last season knowing that LeBron James is going to be the Another year older, Anthony Davis, you never know if he can be consistently healthy. They don't want to have to deal with those question marks with Chris. But look, uh, there is a scenario for that to happen if it's a reduced role and then there is a real, real relationship that he's had with LeBron James over the years. So how that applies to other teams, I could see it still be a value of uh, you know being a veteran guy around Memphis because they need a lot of locker room leadership. Same thing with New Orleans, but it's really going to hit on to what degree is Chris uh, really willing to give up you know, some of his earnings, which he rightfully has deserved because of his strong caliber of play this year. But right now, he's entering that pivot point in his career at 37 years old, where obviously health has been such a fragile thing these last few years. So that really complicates teams' interests, not only in him, but what they'd be willing to give up in sign-in trades or in cap space. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider, Mark Medina. Also catch him on the Sporting Tribune. Enjoy Game 4 tomorrow, Mark. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for being the highlight of the day so far. Yes, so far. We are in the pole position. We have the lead in the top thing to happen to Mark Medina on this Thursday, June 8th. He's Olden Politis. I'm Dan Beyer. A busy day for the NBA's competition committee as they are meeting to discuss possible rule changes. He's Olden Polonese. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb. And Olden, one of the possible rule changes would be that the NBA is considering awarding a second coach's challenge if the first challenge is successful for an NBA coach. Are you a fan of this proposal? I'm definitely a fan of it, only because they should have challenges. What I was saying a couple months back is I believe the challenges should be tied to your timeouts. Period. You have six timeouts. Okay, if you use a challenge and you win it, you keep your timeout. If you don't win it, you lose a timeout because it's already in play. You already get the timeouts anyway. So to me, I don't like the fact that the referee makes a mistake. You go take a look at it. Oh, you're right. We made a mistake. You win a challenge. And to me, those are the things that bother me within this rule. But, yeah, if what you're getting a second ch- challenge, I'm, a, I'm all for it. What about um, final two minutes in that situation? Like, is it worth it if you're losing a timeout, even though you're getting a challenge? Is, is, that, is that too much of a penalty 
to try to correct a referee's mistake. Because I think the part of the challenge is it's not getting the call right. It's you don't want to slow down the game. But in the most important parts of the game, you may need that timeout. And would it be worth it to use it? Like, if it's under two minutes, can you keep your timeout if you have your coach's challenge? No, it, it wouldn't be. Because, see, it would make everybody play better. It would make coaches coach better. Michael Malone called two timeouts to stop runs, and I get that. Whereas Joe uh, Mazzula was taking four timeouts home. And so to me, you know, it, it would help coaches be better coaches because now I have to pretty much figure out, okay, when am I going to challenge? When, because I know it's tied to my timeout, so I can't just and – I, and I can't just randomly call a timeout because I'm mad at my guys. I think that, like, so Joe Missoula, uh got the benefit of the doubt in calling for the review um, on the the uh, the shot in the uh, Eastern Conference uh, on the on the the tipping, yeah, you know, yep, or and so that they were allowed to. Um, they they put more time on the clock for yeah, the review. They got the three seconds instead of two point yes. one. And then Derek White ends up having the 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 tip in. But Missoula was rewarded because he hadn't used it in the first forty seven minutes of that <laughs> of that game. Like in that scenario, he uses the challenge and he gains the time, but now he doesn't have the timeout. So I can't remember the exact situation. But if it was the situation where he only had one timeout, he wouldn't have been able to advance the ball. Because he used the challenge. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would be a penalty on Missoula for getting the review because you would be losing the ability to advance the ball to half court if you only had one timeout. But if you use the timeout and it's and it's successful, you should be rewarded. It should not be a penalty to the teams. That's why I'm saying, why, how do you lose the timeout when you're right? Yes, correct. <laughs> we corrected the mistake. Okay. So I get to keep my challenge. Oh, I get to keep my timeout. Okay. I should not right. be penalized. Okay, I get you. I yeah. thought you were saying that it's still it should be tied to timeouts no matter the outcome of the I'm call. I'm just saying, if you keep winning the challenge, you keep your six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because gotcha. now it puts pressure on everybody, even the league. All right, I got you. I got you. I, I had to get my ducks in a yeah, row there. Cause it's yeah, it's crazy because a lot of teams are getting whacked over the head with these challenges and these bad calls by the referees. And the one thing I'll say, and I know it's not part of this, but this is the one I, I, I want them to get rid of. That since they're changing stuff, get rid of this damn two-minute report. I don't want to see or, or hear about your mistakes after the fact when it's not going to change anything. They wanted to do a forty-eight-minute report, but they wanted to save paper. <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 